On today's show, we're going to discuss the 2022 Yankees, how they're doing so far, because we're about to enter the month of July. At this point, I think we know how the Yankees are going to be for the rest of 2022, because even if they do fall off, they're still going to win a lot of games. <laughs> we're going to preview the one-off against Houston, the pitching matchups, all that jazz, and we're going to have a special Throwback Thursday in segment three, because you know I love doing that. All next on Locked on Yankees. You are Locked on Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. everyone. Happy Thursday. It is June 30th. Welcome to Locked on Yankees, which is part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Stacey Gotsoulias. I'm a lapsed baseball writer turned podcast host. I'd like to thank you for making Locked on Yankees your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms, including Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. Also hit the like button and the bell so you're notified as soon as our videos go live. Also feel free to comment. I will answer your comments. And when you get into your car, you can tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Yankees. Here we are, June 30th. We're almost at the end of this really bad stretch for the Yankees. Bad as in it's a lot for them, but not bad because they're doing really well. So 12 and 4 so far during this stretch. Now they play Houston tonight. We'll do a preview of that one-off in Houston. And then on tomorrow's show, we'll preview the series against the Guardians. But let's just talk about how the Yankees are doing so far in 2022. Now, a funny stat popped into my head earlier, and I have to talk about it. I tweeted it out, but I'm going to say it. Because this team is being compared to the 1998 Yankees, because the records are similar and what they're doing to the rest of the league is similar, Tino Martinez led the 1998 Yankees in home runs with 28. Aaron Judge has 29 right now. The fact that I knew that number from memory is scary to think about, but I did. I, I remembered that because when Judge hit 29, I thought, didn't Tino have 28 in 98? And I looked it up just to make sure that I was right because I didn't want to say a number and have it be wrong. I mean, my goodness, Aaron Judge. Wow. This is amazing. He has a chance to have 30 home runs before July. Now, of course, that I, now that I said that, he won't do anything tonight. So if he doesn't do anything tonight, you can totally, you can blame me. It's fine. As for the rest of the team, or the team as a whole, the run prevention that Abby spoke about when we were talking about the moves that the Yankees made and needed to make, shore up the defense, that's actually happening. They're preventing runs. They're not winning a bunch of 10-6 games. They're scoring more than everyone else, and they're allowing fewer runs than everyone else. Right now, the Yankees are at plus 151. The closest 
AL team is Houston with plus 72. Now, the other team that's over 100 is LA, the Dodgers. They're at plus 129. And not only that, the Yankees have allowed the fewest runs. So they've scored 383 and allowed 232. Now I'm going to scroll through everything. Houston, I believe, is the closest, but I want to double... Oh, wait. By one run, the Dodgers are the closest. The Dodgers have allowed 247. Houston has allowed 248. They're the two closest teams. As for the AL East and the run differential, Boston is at plus 60, Toronto is at plus 28, Tampa is at plus 15, and the Orioles are at minus 26. Yeah, <laughs> this is just, I'm looking at all these numbers. You know, the Yankees are on a four-game winning streak. We'll see how they do tonight against Houston. We'll talk about the matchup in segment two. They're seven and three in their last 10. They're at 56 and 20. They're 34 and nine at home, 22 and 11 away. They're 24 and 11 against teams above 500. Now let's see how Houston's doing. Houston's 14 and nine. They haven't played that many teams above 500, have they? Interesting. And the Dodgers are 16 and 14 against teams that are over 500. They're sitting at 46 and 28. Houston is 47 and 27. So they're really close, those two. Now, one more interesting thing from around the league that I would like to mention, just because we can. The Mets have seen their NL East lead shrink a bit because of how well Atlanta has been doing this past month. They're only three ahead of Atlanta, but the good news for the Mets is that Max Scherzer is on his way back. He's making another rehab start, and it looks like Jacob deGrom is on his way back. He's about to make a rehab start. So the dreams of a Subway series that I am not having. I'm not having. Nope. I know that makes me a strange Yankee fan. I know that there are some Yankee fans out there that want the Mets and the Yankees to meet in a Subway Series, World Series. I can't do it again. I know some of you may be too uh, young to remember 2000. Maybe you were like six or seven and you don't really get what it was like to watch that. I can't do it again. I cannot. Mm -mm. I, I, th that would be way too stressful for me. Because it was different back then. The 2000 Yankees, even though they only won 87 games... They were still the Yankees. They were coming off back-to-back -back World Series. They still had their core of guys, you know, and they had that experience, and that helped them through the playoffs. That was one of the, those instances where it didn't really matter what the regular season was for the team because once they got into the playoffs, they were fine. Because if you recall, you might not because you might be too young, but if you're around my age, you'll recall Sports Illustrated picked the Mets to win in five, and people were expecting the Mets to beat up on the Yankees didn't happen. I was at game one of the World Series. I saw Jose Vizcaino walk off. I watched Paul O'Neill work that 10-pitch walk. It's my first World Series game in person. It was a good one. It was a good one. So the 2022 Yankees doing really well. They're very similar to 98 in the way that there's a different hero every day, even though you have 
your regular heroes, you know, Stanton and Judge hitting big home runs and stuff. But then you have someone like Marwin Gonzalez hitting home runs and helping the Yankees win. Or you have someone like Clay Holmes pitching his rear end off and being one of the best relievers in baseball out of nowhere. So yeah, so far, so good for the Yankees. In a moment, we'll look at the pitching matchups for the Yankees. Houston, one-off game in Minute Maid Park. But first, as the sun comes out and small businesses are back in business, LinkedIn Jobs makes it easier to grow your team. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the people you want to interview faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then... Add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on MLB. That's linkedin.com slash locked on MLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Thank you for making Locked On Yankees your first listen every day. We're free and available on every platform. So the Yankees go to Houston for a one-off. Luis Severino against Luis Garcia. Severino is 4-2 with a 3.38 ERA in 13 games, 13 starts, 72 innings, on the nose, 87 strikeouts. Now, he got the loss in his last start against Houston. That was the Friday night game against Verlander. He gave up three runs on five hits in six innings with two walks and seven strikeouts. In his last three starts, he has two no decisions and a loss. The start on the 10th wasn't exactly his fault. That was the long game against the Cubs. So, you know, he pitched well. He gave up one run on seven hits and six innings, struck out 10. He struck out nine against Toronto in that no decision on the 19th. And he has 26 strikeouts in his last three starts. So he's looking pretty good. Now, as for the Houston batters against Severino, the only one with a home run is Kyle Tucker, which happened on Friday, because all Houston was doing against the Yankees was hitting three-run home runs, and that's what Kyle Tucker did. So it's only three at-bats against Severino, but the one home run. As for the rest of them, Yuli Gurriel has 15 at-bats against Severino. He's batting 400, no home runs, no runs batted in. Actually, no one else has any RBI against Severino except for Kyle Tucker. Altuve does it? I totally just jinxed him. I'm so sorry. Oh, my God. Why did I do that? Jose Altuve in 16 at-bats against Severino. He's batting 250. Alex Bregman in 11 at-bats is only batting 182. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Hopefully I didn't. Oh, man. Sevi, I'm so sorry if I screwed you up for tonight. I apologize. And his opponent, Luis Garcia, 5-5 five and five with a 3.68 ERA in 13 starts. That's 71 innings, 74 strikeouts. He has two wins and a loss in his last three appearances. He beat the Mets on the 22nd, Texas on the 15th, and he lost to the Marlins on the 10th. He gave up five runs in four and one-third innings. He did much better against Texas, gave up two runs on five hits in six innings with no walks and nine strikeouts. Against the Mets, he had five strikeouts. So 
We'll see how the Yankees do against him. They haven't really faced him a lot. Giancarlo Stanton has two at-bats against him, one home run and two runs batted in. Marwin Gonzalez has only faced him three times. He has a run batted in. And that's basically it. So we'll see how that matchup is for tonight. So this is a one-off. It's part of the makeup schedule because the Yankees were supposed to start their season in Texas and Houston. So they'll be making up games scattered throughout the season. I believe there are double headers scheduled. So we'll see how that goes for the Yankees. I will say this. I know a lot of people talk about the Yankees and Houston and complain that the Yankees don't do well against Houston and that Houston's always kicking their butts. But in reality, they're not. They're pretty even since 2017. Yes, I know they won the 2017 ALCS. And yes, I know they won the 2019 ALCS. I don't care about Houston during the regular season. I just don't. No offense. Do I like when they beat them? Yes. I prefer to worry about the AL East and how the Yankees do in division because it's in division that matters. Because if things go down to the wire at the end of September and early October, how you do against your division is what helps you. And so far, the Yankees are doing really well in division. They've manhandled the Rays pretty much and the Jays pretty much. They've barely seen the Red Sox, they've done well against the Orioles, which is what they should have done in 2021. Would have helped them a lot in 2021. But the Yankees are doing what they're supposed to be doing. They're beating the in-division teams. They're beating the bad teams. They're beating good teams. I love this team. <laughs> I do. I still err on the side of caution when talking about how well they're doing because this still... As fun as this is to watch, this still doesn't feel real for me. I'm still slightly worried. I might be the only Yankee fan who feels this way. I know a lot of people are just walking around with their chests puffed, so excited. I mean, you should be, in all honesty. The Yankees are the best team in baseball by far. By far. Doesn't matter that the Astros no-hit them the other day. They're still the best team in baseball by far because of all the stuff I told you in segment one. So enjoy this. I personally won't because that's just the way I am. But you, normal Yankee fan, you get to enjoy this. At least try to. But I just want to look at more numbers since we're here. Because I am just... Oh, yes, that's what I wanted to talk about. Joe Sheehan who writes the Joe Sheehan newsletter, published something yesterday about the Yankees and how well they're doing preventing runs. So I was talking about run prevention earlier. Why can't I say that? Run prevention. There we go. There's the word I'm looking for. Joe Sheehan, who writes a newsletter, put out a free one yesterday because it's talking about the Yankees and their run prevention. Now, basically, the Yankees have a chance, if they don't completely screw up in the second half, they could be in the position for the best run prevention team ever in a DH league. Now, obviously, 
DH didn't come along till the 1970s. But since the 1970s, they have a chance to be the best at it, which I find interesting. Now, I was trying to look at the numbers and my eyes were glazing over. It's, I can't help it. I'm sorry. No offense to the stat heads out there. I tried. I tried to take a sabermetrics class one time. I lasted two days because the numbers were just too much for my addled brain to handle. And sometimes I just, I can't. So there are a lot of numbers in this piece. But I thought it was interesting. The Dodgers have 24 games considered shutdown games, which are most games allowing zero or one run in 2022. They're 23-1. and one. The Astros have 22 of those games. They're 22-0. and oh. The Yankees have 21 of those games. They're 21-0. Oh. The Twins are good at that, too. In 20 games, they're 19-1. and one. And the Angels, in 20 games, they're 18-2 when allowing zero or one run. And as Joe Sheehan said... The Yankees' run prevention has been incredible this season, even while losing a number of stalwart relievers to injury, with Chad Green out for the season and both Aroldis Chapman and Jonathan Lewisaga missing time. The Yankees have allowed the fewest runs in baseball. As I said earlier, it's 232. When he wrote this, it was 229. They have the lowest FIP and XFIP in the game. That's fielding independent pitching. Um, that's a different number than ERA. It really... It's for the pitcher. I can't explain it. I know what it is, but I can't explain it to you, and I hate that I can't, but just trust me. Their starters are in the top three in ERA, FIP, and XFIP, and they've thrown the second most innings in the game behind only the Padres. The team's bullpen has the lowest ERA, the third lowest FIP. Yankees relievers lead MLB with a 49.9 ground ball rate. Thank you, Clay Holmes. Ha! <laughs> and they have a chance to be one of the few bullpens to have at least a 50% ground ball rate since... The tracking of that started 20 years ago in 2002. So the Yankees are doing really, really, really well. Oh, speaking of Clay Holmes. Clay Holmes has the lowest launch angle allowed, and that's a minimum of 50 batted balls. He's at minus 10 degrees. So yeah, he induces a lot of ground balls. So basically, the Yankees are awesome. We should enjoy this and... Yeah, just just enjoy it. While I panic, you guys get to enjoy it. That's all I'm saying. I can't help it. I really can't. I'm just, I've always been this way. And it's just the way I am. So in a moment, we're going to look back at a game that I wasn't even alive for. And I'll tell you why in a moment. But first, welcome to the world of sports cards. Reimagined, the sports card investor app is the hobby's most powerful resource. Quickly check the value of your favorite cards, find great deals, and profit from the hobby you love. Available completely free in the Google Play and Apple App Stores, the Sports Card Investor app is a must-have for sports fans. You can easily browse over 630 cards from every sport, with hundreds more added each week, plus Marvel cards. You can check the latest values of your favorite cards with 7-day or 30-day charts. You can also find the best prices and buy directly through the app with our eBay deals feature. With the free sports card investor app, you can pull out all those old cards from your favorite childhood players and see how much they're worth today. 
As I said, Don Mattingly, 1984, over $3,700, his Don Russ base card. Just amazing. So download the Sports Card Investor app today. It's available for free in Google Play and the Apple App Stores. Or go to sportsinvestor.com slash locked on. BetOnline is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news including Major League Baseball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, eSports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Okay, this is going to sound like the strangest thing ever, but you guys know if you've watched the show, you know how my brain works. So earlier today, I was thinking of the date because it's June 30th. Can't believe it's almost July. And then I remembered that June 30th is the birthday of a guy I had a crush on in college who was a big Yankee fan. That's actually how we met. We we hung out with a group of people and we started talking about baseball and he was so excited to talk about baseball with a girl. Like, ooh, because this was the 90s and I guess that didn't happen a lot. I got that a lot in college from guys who were so excited to talk to someone that wasn't a guy about sports. And it's so weird that in 2022, there are still men out there who can't handle women talking about sports. I don't get it. Anyway, so in honor of Drew, I hope you're doing well, Drew, and I hope you're still rooting for the Yankees. We're going to go back to June 30th, 1974, because that's the day that Drew was born. Now, unfortunately, the Yankees lost that day to the Orioles. But as you know, I love looking at old games like this. So let's look at who played and what happened and what the day was like. Why not? They were playing in Memorial Stadium. That was the stadium before Camden Yards, obviously, because it's 1974. And it was a 2.05 start. It was a Sunday afternoon. Only 21,186 people in attendance. On this day in 1974, the Yankees were 35 and 39. The Orioles were 38 and 34. And if you recall, although you might not, because I know this because it was the year I was born, the Yankees' home games were in Shea. Let me quickly tell you this. I have the distinction of being the only person in my immediate family not born in a Yankees World Series winning year. My distinction is that they played at Shea. My dad was born in 1941, my mom was born in 1947, and my brother was born in 1978. And yes, I'm jealous of all of them. But I will say that my fellow 1974 Yankee fan babies... They won their 24th, 25th, and 26th championships when we were 24, 25, and 26, as long as you were born before the end of October. So that's cool. Hmm. Okay, let's look at the Yankees' lineup since they were the road team. Elliot Maddox, center field. Ron Bloomberg, DH. Bobby Mercer, right field. Otto Velez, first base. Lou Pinella, left field. Thurman Munson, catcher. Bill Sudeikis, Oh, yeah, that's right. Third base, Fernando Gonzalez, second base, Jim Mason, shortstop, and your starter, Rudy May. For the Orioles, Paul Blair in center field, Bobby Gritch at second base, Tommy Davis, DH, Earl Williams, catcher, Don Baylor, left field, Brooks Robinson, third base, Boog Powell. I met Boog Powell. He sits outside the barbecue place at Camden Yards. It's his place, Boog's. 
first base, Jim Fuller, right field, Mark Belanger. That's what baseball reference is telling me to say. Mark Belanger, shortstop, and your starting pitcher, Mark Cuellar. So let's see. The Yankees lost, as I told you before this (laughs) segment began, but both pitchers pitched complete games, and Rudy May's game score was 69. Quaylar was 75. He only gave up six hits in nine full innings, no runs, one walk, one strikeout. Rudy May, eight innings, three runs on four hits, but only one earned run. So uh, the Yankees had a time in the field. We'll look at that in a second. (laughs) Four walks, seven strikeouts. His season ERA was 470 at this point. And let's look at the umps, even though we probably don't know any of them because it was 48 years ago. Jim Odom, home plate. Dave Phillips, first base. Bill Deegan, second base. Lou DeMuro, third base. Now, the field condition is unknown and the weather is unknown. Womp womp. I wanted to know what the weather was like on June 30th, 1974. How dare you? So it looks like there was no scoring until the bottom of the third. Oh, yeah. Jim Fuller reached on an E5. That's how the inning started. Uh, Belanger struck out looking. Blair hit a double. Fuller made it to third. Bobby Gritch hit a sack fly. Tommy Davis hit a single. So both those runs were unearned. Earl Williams hit a single and then Don Baylor struck out. So it was 2 nothing Orioles at that point. And it was quiet again till the bottom of the sixth. That time was not unearned. This run was earned by Boog Powell. <laughs> Don Baylor walked, then Rudy May balked while Brooks Robinson was up, so Baylor made it to second. Brooks Robinson grounded to short, Baylor made it to third, and then Boog Powell hit a single, which made it 3 nothing. and that's how the Yankees would lose. Womp womp. Now let's see if they fought back in the ninth. Not really. E- Elliot Maddox singled, then Bloomberg flew out to left, Bobby Mercer hit a fly ball to short, and then Otto Velez struck out, to end the game, womp womp, Yankees lose on June 30th, 1974. <sighs> yeah, I was going to say memories, but I don't remember because I wasn't born yet. I was two months away. <laughs> and actually, my parents thought I was at least two months away because fun fact, I was due September 17th, 1974. I was born August 26th, 1974. My mom's baby shower was actually after I was born because I couldn't wait to get here, everyone. I just was so looking forward to living. And here we are in 19, no. And here we are in 2022 with the Yankees at 56 and 20, leading baseball, all of baseball in everything. Just amazing. Again, enjoy this. So Yankees, Houston tonight. I'll have the recap of tonight's game. I'll have the preview of their series against the Guardians, which starts on Friday, because again, no off day until Monday. We're almost there. It's almost the end. They're almost going to be able to finally rest. It's about damn time, as Lizzo would say. Then after they leave Houston, they go to Cleveland for three, off 4th of July, two at the Pirates, my brother might go to those games, four against the Red Sox and Fenway. So this is a big road trip for them. 
So they just had the test of having to play the Rays, the Jays, the Rays, the Astros, the A's, the Astros. And now they're going to have their longest road trip of the season. So we'll see how they do. No prediction from me. You know, I don't really like doing predictions. I'm not going to do one, but let's just hope they do well. But as this season has shown us, every time they have a test or every time we think they're going to have a test, they're passing with flying colors. So let's hope that continues. So that's it for this episode of Locked on Yankees, which is part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I'd like to remind you that you can listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. Again, like and comment. Hit the bell notification so you know when our videos go live. And when you get into your car, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on MLB Prospects. Make your second listen of the day, Locked on MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. One more thing, if you could be so kind, please rate this podcast and spread the word about this podcast to your fellow Yankee fans. We would really appreciate it. So enjoy your Thursday, and we will talk to you all tomorrow. 